Of a girl, and her name is Ashley Buzzy. We had her on the podcast. Buzz. The, the podcast is called No Worries If Not, hosted by your good friend Aaron Tuning and Aaron and Andrew Stanley. <laughs> yeah, this is it. And we're, us, we're we're back. We're back in business, baby. Yep, one of us got married. Yep, one of and us same didn't. same one got annulled, and he's yeah. back and better than ever. Now, what is an? How do you do? How would I do an annulment? I'm not sure the process. Is there a hotline? I'm pretty sure that's like you get like a one month do over period, like a mulligan. Yeah, it's like a breakfast ball. It's a breakfast ball. It's a golf term, St. Andre. Yeah, but out. then you have to marry somebody else within that month. Like if a breakfast ball, you'd have to hit another ball and then use that one. So it's like if I find a different person to get married to within a month, then the annulment happens. I don't. Th- I don't think it's a trade. I'm gonna look into it. Look into it. I think it's not that I want to do it. I just want to know what the process. I want to know all the potential options. Yeah, I don't. I would love to know the data on why people get annulled. Yeah, you find something out so soon, or maybe you find out that you don't want to marry each other before the wedding, but you've already started planning it. So you're like, well, let's at least have the party, and then we'll break the news after. That's smart. And it's like I said, if if I get married legally and then go to the reception and she shoves cake in my face, yeah, that's an annulment. It's over. Yeah, they should have someone standing by with the paperwork, and then if she puts cake in your face, then they present it to you. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't let my fiance, future fiance, know that. I gotta get out of get out of jail. By jail, I mean a lifetime served with me. Yeah. Uh, at the wedding, card. when we were cutting the cake, Anna was like, "Do not," and I was like, "You do not." <laughs> yeah. And it's the opposite of the wedding then, where we both say, "I do." Dumber people look at each other and like, "You said you wouldn't." Like, well, I said I would. Dude, like, then they do. That was a big lie. That's it's not like, how that works. It's like that show. Um, what was the one where people would have to friend or foe? Do you remember that game nope. show? Nope. It was a weird show where you competed as a team, two-person team. And then at the end, the team that won, they to get the money, they would oh, each choose yeah, friend yeah, or yeah, foe. Yeah. If they both chose friend, they split the money. If they both choose foe, neither of them get the money. If one chooses friend, one chooses foe, the person who chose foe gets all the money. That's a good little social experiment there. Yeah. Um, let's stop talking about this. Okay. Like I mentioned, our guest is one of my best friends, Ashley Buzzy. We went to high school together. Uh, we walked the Camino together. Mm-hmm. You guys tired of hearing about that? Well, get ready for some more. Which, yeah, we talk about it a little bit. But it's a whole new, it's from the, the female perspective. Yep. It's very, we don't get a lot of here. She talks about farts a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. She she was on her, her period the first week and yeah, in wore, Europe. Wore a cup. She wore a cup, just like we did in high school, but different. Yeah, I think it's pretty different. Pretty different. Uh, we talked about that, but also she is an entrepreneur. She started and runs one of the coolest stores I've ever been in. We went there last night we went, for a wine tasting. Yeah, it was it's awesome. It's called The Press Shop in Summerhill, Atlanta. We talk all about the ups and downs of retail. Um, and yeah, it's it's a super cool store, and I think you'll like to hear the origin story of it and what they got going on down there. And you can visit it, too. You can visit it, um, and they have e-commerce and all that. We'll get into that later. But I know everyone's wondering, how was the royal wedding? 
The wedding was great. And I don't want to give away too much here because we're going to have Anna on very soon to talk about it in more detail. But overall, I had the most fun. It was the best weekend of my life. Yeah. I can say that confidently. It was so much fun. All the friends, three nights of hanging out, and we just had the best time. So it was a blast. It it was fantastic. I told Anna last night, first time I saw you guys since the wedding, um, and I said, you know, it was the best combination of like nice, so nice, yeah, but also so much heart. Like I've, sure. I've been to a lot of weddings that are so nice, but it feels kind of fake and plastic and they just have a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, it was so nice and well put together, but also I cried several times in a very good, touching, emotional way, which Same. is rare. So it, it, yeah, it had everything. It's got, it's got, it's like the uh, Saturday Night Live Stefan. Stefan. It had everything. This wedding has everything. It had Colombians chanting words we didn't understand. It had pepas. It had pepas. And that's the it song. It had Chris Colley, the best wedding band I've ever seen. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I was part of that band for a minute. Yeah, Aaron sang on stage. Yep, I got to get up there and sing every white guy's favorite song, Mr. Brightside. Yep. No one knows what it means. Aaron knows every word by heart. I, if, I don't, you just kind of know the words. I feel like when I heard every the song guy. the first time, I already somehow knew the words. Yeah, we're born with it programmed in our brain. Yeah, it's transferred uh, genetically, Yeah, the knowledge of it. Yeah, that I uh, also just want to say my joke from the rehearsal dinner because I'm still proud of it. Okay, yeah, it was really great. My dad thought it was hilarious. Uh, I said Andrew is the most Christ-like guy I know, mm-hmm. and which I made me feel really good. Yeah, you heard ants and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Know? And I say uh, mainly because he and Jesus owe their entire careers to nepotism. Yeah, that one cut pretty deep. Crushed. Um, you did run it by me before you said it, which I appreciate. I you did. Like, but mostly, not because of me. You were like, well, people think this is funny or sacrilegious. And I was like, funnier. It, it's both, but it's funnier than it is sacrilegious, so it'll work. Yeah. 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 The angle, it's not bad. I don't know. It no, was a good it was time. Great. Your speech was the funniest, for sure, I think. Nice. Consensus, most laughs. And But shout out your brother, Garrett, who was the MC who kind of bridged the gap between all the speeches, and he crushed. He's great. I love that. Highly recommend if you're planning a rehearsal dinner and you're going to have toast, have someone MC it and go ahead and get the list ahead of time and introduce each person so you don't just have like an awkward open mic. Oh, uh, they stood up. Oh, but they're family, so let's yield to that. Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You approve the list too, so it's not yeah. like the drunk uncle. Like, oh, no. And we knew how many people wanted to give a speech so we could tell them how much time we think the average speech should be to finish when we need to finish. Yeah. So it just worked out. Yeah, really I'm excited well. to get on on here and... I talked to her a ton on the podcast and off the podcast about like wedding decisions. Yeah. You know, and, and she was so involved in every decision, maybe more than average. So it'll be good to deep dive on that, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I think we had an advertisement for today. We do. Of course we do. You got to pay for that wedding bill. Yeah, I know. I forgot that. Um, I'll go ahead and take this one. Okay. My toenail situation is a mess. Mm. What do I mean by that? What don't I mean by that? Directionally, lengthwise, widthwise, opacity, and don't even get me started on the discoloration. I hate clipping my toenails, and it's not just because mine are such a dumpster fire that my doctor said he thinks we should see other people. It's an annoying thing to have to do. Hunching over my toilet, trying to keep my shards contained. (laughs) Uh, because if someone steps on one of those bad boys, it's all over for them. I had resigned to the fact that this would be a disheartening part of my life forever until I was introduced to today's sponsor, Toenail 
electro-shearing moccasins. These razor-filled slippers will cut your toenails perfectly nearly every time. You just slide your feet into the moccasins, which are plugged into the wall, close your eyes, and pray that this goes better than it did for the chimpanzees they tested it on. Monkeypox. Yeah, that's how it started. You know it's working because of how loud it is. Sounds like (laughs) machine gun fire down there. And anyone who's seen me wearing flip-flops knows something about the horrors of war. My (laughs) moccasins have worked perfectly almost every time, and honestly, who needs their pinky toes anyway? Order today with discount code NOWORRIESIFSHEARED for 15% off and 20% off your order. LOL. Because 15% off like your feet or something. It was like a little misdirection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the writer of that probably didn't realize how confusing it would be. Yeah, shouts out to uh, Elijah, the CMO over there. (laughs) Toenail electro shearing moccasins. Don't fear the shear. Yeah. Wow, that's great. That would be huge for you. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, That's... You know, that's the number one piece of feedback I have from women. Toenails. It's like, I love literally everything about you. You're, I didn't know a guy could get this perfect. Yeah. But then I saw your toes. Yeah. But it's nice because you can hide that for a pretty long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People all the time be like, I don't, how, how are you single? And I go, toes. <laughs> toes. It's my toes. I got freak toes. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably have toe replacement. I don't know. Feet models. You think that uh, that's a good job? Maybe. How would you feel if Anna was like, I've gotten some demand for foot pics. Mm. Uh, I might put them online. I think it would, uh, if she, was she being compensated? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, no, yeah. There's nothing in me that feels protective over Anna's people seeing her feet. So if she had a little nice side hustle, just kind of sharing some some feet pics, as long as she's giving me some of the money, I feel fine about it. Hey, there we go. Yeah. That's how progressive I am. We just fist bumped. I would rather not ever meet any of the people that are requesting them. Yeah, don't feet keep. Or it's think like about keep, but for why feet. they want them. Yeah, just don't think about that. Yeah, I'm pretty good at blocking stuff out. I think usually people want feet pictures just to check in and make sure everyone's healthy. Yeah, make sure they don't have gingivitis. It's like going to the doctor. It's like let me let's see. Gingivitis you know? is teeth. Yeah, it is. it is a. Yeah, send me a picture of that up your nose so I can make sure that you don't have a sinus infection. Yeah, it's just like say ah, but for your feet, it's normal. That you pay people for. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anything else been going on? Well, I want to know: Are you do you are do you work anymore? You took a couple of weeks off. Yeah, my first. I have a show tonight. First one back in a couple of weeks. So we'll see if I still got it. Performing for a bunch of moms. MilfCon. Again. Nope. This is a different organization of moms. Oh. A lot of mom organizations. Is it mad? If you're a bad mom, you have no excuse because there's a lot of resources. That's a good point. You should join a mom group, and you might get to go to... A, it's actually a fundraiser for a mom group, so probably be a lot of dads there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Men make more money. Pretty good. Don't like that. You Not just, all of us. You just undid your, your foot pick advocacy. Oh, man. I'm back to even. Yeah. Dang. Bad guy. Okay. I am back to bad. Um, what else did I write down? Um, oh, I finished It, the book. We talked about oh, yeah. maybe six months ago that I was starting... What'd you, what'd you think? Um, it was good. It was 1,200 pages. And there is a child orgy at the end that you warned me about. Mm-hmm. It was just as unnecessary and upsetting as I thought it would be. And I think they should take it out. Yeah. Future printings. Right. Uh, I don't know if we've, we've discussed this. And I haven't even read the book. But just from liking horror things and the movie coming out, I guess, 
articles resurfaced like about that scene there at the end. Yeah, they were like, hey, Stephen King, we've been reading your book. Great, except for about four pages of it where you have 11-year-olds. Four pages? It is a couple pages. Yeah. Yeah, apparently the deal is, oh, you, you read it. Why? Yeah, it's and it's also like in within the last 100 pages of the book, like it's like you almost made it the whole way without having 11-year-olds have sex with each other. Um, but he couldn't resist. And it's a scene that if it's a... If you cut it out, it doesn't affect the plot. Right. It's they're trying to they 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 are in the tunnels. They defeat the clown. Spoiler alert. And they're trying to get out, and they're lost. And they're like, "Oh, we 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 worked so much better when we were closer. We need to raise Our group morale." Closer. Yeah, basically. And then the one girl in the group is like, "I have an idea," and they're all like, "No, we don't want to." And she's like, "You need to, or we'll die." And then they all make love to her as 11 year olds and then they know the way out and then they're, they're they could have just said and then they found their way out yeah they, I, or I, they did a blood brother thing couldn't someone just gone on like a monologue and really hyped up the crew yeah yeah it would have been and like great, this isn't about killing a clown it's about the friends we don't kill along the way yeah well the whole book is about friendship basically which i love so they could have made it a lot more about like um just friends rather than all being bound by that that okay so um with the exception of those like two and a half three pages great book yeah mr king this is an open invite to, to come on and, and defend yourself yeah we're open to hearing your defense of it um i also watched the movies immediately Both? after the book yeah well i'm almost done with the second one um it's it's really a letdown every time you read a book and then you're like, let's watch the movie because it's never as good. That's how I felt about The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. You already have such a specific image of how you feel like things are going to happen and then you're like, that's not what I was picturing. Yeah, and like, oh, it's a white guy? Yeah, he seems pretty white. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while. We should do a live viewing of that for YouTube. People yeah, can watch actually, along with us. I lost trivia on Tuesday because of that question, and it drives me insane. What was the question? Um, it was it was down to two teams. We tied like for the lead, and it was um, this is the highest grossing domestic, highest grossing rated R movie of all time. I know now it sounds obvious, but it was us and another team we went through you three don't rounds. Think not R. Getting it. When you're thinking of R rated movies, I know. you don't go there. It's tough because the ones you're thinking like Avatar, Titanic, those are PG thirteen. Uh, and we didn't get it for a while, and then Ooh, let me try to think of what I would have guessed. And then he gave a clue. We had to. We we're like, please give us a clue. I would have guessed like Saving Private Ryan. Oh, that was my first guess. Yeah, uh, it's like The Departed, which we knew wasn't right, but we're yeah. like, or like the Tarantino movie. I don't know. Uh, and the clue was the uh, it's historical drama. Still didn't help. Still I would have guessed. I was like, I was like is it Lincoln? Ryan. Like, what is this? Uh, and he said the actor's name has the same initials as the character's name. And the other group got it. Jim Caviezel, Jesus Christ. Uh, it, it drives me yeah, insane. Yeah, they, that's a tough one. You know, because yeah, someone mentioned too. It was oh. like, he went to film school, so he'll get it. Like, I don't. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, you just don't think R rated. It is R rated because it's gruesome, but you don't think of it as like a a dirty or yeah. Because we all saw it when we were eleven, hundred percent or whatever. Um, yeah. So I watched both the movies. Thought they were fine. Not as good. It was fun that Stephen King makes a cameo in the second one. Yeah, true. It's fun to see him in it. Yeah, but that's a good... Uh, I'm proud of you. Spooky season. Those movies are not scary. 
It, there's some scenes and the clowns, people don't love them. Yeah. I feel like it could have been a lot scarier. 100%. Honestly, it feels very Stranger Things to me. You got kids it, I on think the 80s. Stranger on bikes. Things is scarier than it, the It movies. Yeah. I agree, especially the new season. But, um, but I was let down. I wanted the second movie especially to be better because it has so many good like actors in it, like Bill Hader and Jessica Chastain and like right. all these. It should have been better. Yeah. But. Uh, and real life horror, we'll report back on this. Next Tuesday, I'm doing my very first haunted house. Yeah. Legit terrified. For a video. For a video. I, so we'll I have can't video believe proof of this. if anyone has been listening to this podcast for a long time, first, thank you. But you should know that Aaron is loves horror movies mm-hmm. so much it's like his favorite hobby and he has screenplays of like the scariest movies you've ever seen like printed out on his coffee table and he said would you want to do a scary movie or uh, haunted house for this video and i was like yeah you probably love those and he goes i'm terrified i've never done one yep what's the deal with that oh i it's just a it's a completely different animal to me um you know a working video film background I can watch a movie and think about the 50 people behind the camera. Like, yeah. I love, I get lost in a story, but I can easily pull myself out and it doesn't feel real to me. Uh, it actually happening to my person, nah. Yeah. I truly like Netherworld is the big one in Atlanta. People yeah. every year have gone. I have been invited every year of my life. Yeah. And I usually make up an excuse. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be sick that weekend. I can't. I, I, people probably assume you have like a, netherworld credit card rewards like <laughs> yeah i don't know i know it's weird and off brand yeah for me but i've never done it i'm legit scared at the renaissance festival i went through a mini little fun house uh-huh a couple months ago didn't like it was it supposed to be scary i got scared one time i didn't like it what was the scary part is you know a dude in like a black cloak that just like walked out of a corner it sucked you <laughs> did you make a noise i think yeah well i was already just like hands clasped in front of my chest and i think i should go ha yeah what's the most uh like protected position to walk through a haunted house like what is what are you doing with your arms you're doing like i'm probably doing this yeah yeah, i have the prayer but like they're in a fist you have your knuckles in a fist under your chin with your elbows kind of out by your sides oh dude i'm so scared i I feel like i am like i just have my hands up like in scooby-doo like creeping along like my hands are up yeah, out to where I could push something away from me. I am gonna follow to. you through this thing with my hands on your hips. Probably, I'm sorry, like a con- like a two man conga line. Yeah, <laughs> two man conga line through hell. Yeah, that'll be fun. The uh, I went to Netherworld in high school, and I remember being so scared to go because I'd never done a haunted house, and it was so scary. But I just remember I feel like I didn't get my money's worth because I just looked at the ground right in front of my feet the whole time, and you could just hear the noises. But I just refused to look anywhere. Hmm. and just kind of followed the person in front of me and uh, then you get out and you're like you made it through and i'm like yeah but we paid like 80 dollars for this and i it's like watch it it's like going to a movie and closing your eyes the whole time right. it's like why did i even do it but there's something that makes you feel alive by being scared yeah well i'm not gonna have that problem because we're getting paid to do it so yeah that feels i'll good. happily close my eyes i don't care <laughs> yeah okay sure. uh we have spoken for like 19 minutes That's let's enough. let's move on um, you are really going to enjoy Ashley. She is, I've always said, she is probably the funniest person I know. She's so witty, so smart. Uh, we talk a little Camino, like we said, and then we talk a lot about her store and what it's like to create a business and shop. That is just kind of a reflection of her personality. Very fascinating. You're going to love her. Enjoy this conversation with Ashley Buzz. No worries if not. Okay, here we go. 
Ashley Buzzy, welcome to No Worries If Not. Hi. Hello. It, yeah. Here I am. This is it. Are you so excited to be here? I'm so excited. I think I just made the microphone crackle. I was so excited the mic crackled. We have very expensive equipment here in Mm -hmm. the studio. So it's so expensive that sometimes you'll hear something and it will not even record it. So (gasps) the listeners won't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's going to sound like it peaks in our ears, but it doesn't come across. So you're good. That's great. It's like an obstacle course of a podcast. There's going to be a lot of distractions. Um, We've been BFFs for a while. Would you say that? I guess if would you, you put feel me, that way. Would you put me on a BFF level? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're there. You're there. I'm just giving you Were shit. you guys same grade in school? No. No? Mm-mm. Aaron's two years younger than me. Yeah. Okay. We say like we knew we knew kind of of each other in high school. We weren't really friends till after, years after. Yeah. I actually knew Aaron's sister, Callie, because she was in my Spanish class. She's a year older than me. How was her Spanish? She's good. She was really good at school. She was super smart. That's she great. Was, I thought still really smart she's very smart good person to know very smart it is crazy how big of a difference two years is at that time in your life Mm -hmm. difference like you're in a different stage of life from sophomore to senior or whatever it is and then later on it's like you're the same age yeah yeah well now i'm mentally like much 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 behind like (laughs) he surpassed you (laughs) yeah and you know we've we've been close for a while but you can't get closer than living (laughs) just side by side together for two weeks in Spain. Do you want to know the trauma bonding? The very first thing that I thought of when you said you can't get closer than what did you, what did you, what did you think? This is a family <laughs> podcast. I don't think we established it's family friendly, depending on the family. I thought you cannot get much closer than me thinking that I was going to die on the Camino <laughs> and being in so much pain that I told you the only thing that made me feel better was just letting myself fart. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And I just was walking down the trail, farting openly. And I think you said, I said, we called them corpse farts. Yeah. Just dying. It was just the sound <laughs> of your body giving up. hundred <laughs> percent. For one or two days, you kind of, it's the best version of you. And then very quickly, there's no secrets. <laughs> yeah. There's no hidden smells. Yeah. yeah, she was uh, the downhills. It's very stressful and hard on your, your knees and legs. Uh-huh. Um, and just... She was just, it sounded like a sputtering engine. She was walking down the hills and I was like, we could. Was it, was it alarming because it's not something you would normally do, or, but everyone was doing it, or because you were doing it even so much more than everyone else? No, it was alarming because I was legitimately in so much pain <laughs> that I wanted to be dead. And uh-huh. the only thing that made me feel even remotely better was just free farting. Yeah. I was like, I can give myself this. Right I, wrote, I wrote down a few quotes. That's one of from the Camino. I just looked it up. My body thinks it's dying. These are corpse farts. <laughs> yeah, it's fart. It's fart therapy, aromatherapy in a way. Oh um, my God. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and it was. That's um, when you're on your last leg. Is like the farting is the only thing that keeps me going. <laughs> it propels me forward. It's, it's like the Nas button. Yeah, <laughs> from Fast and Furious. It's God's Nas button. I don't. I have never watched a Fast or Furious. I'm right. so sorry. Well, you, you press a button, then you go faster. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Because of gas because coming of out gas. of the back of your car. Yeah. And you say hit the Nas, and hit, it hit the Nas. I she do was find staying on that Nas. Button. I was on yeah. the Nas, but I literally was like, if I stop, I'll die. So I just have to go and not stop. And so we walked the rest of that day. I don't know, two miles ahead of them. 
Like, I just couldn't stop. But then Aaron had that day at the end when his ankle was really bothering him. He was like, okay, if I stop, I'll die. So he beat us to... Yeah, and I skipped breakfast. I was like, I can't mm-hmm. slow down. Mm-hmm. My ankle is unlocked and I can't mm-hmm. let it tense up again. So both of you got to a point where you were so exhausted that you had to go faster than everyone else. It's weird. This sounds so dramatic. Like, we're making up, but like, it felt 100% necessary in the moment. And it wasn't exhaustion. It was pain. Like yeah. the pain is so bad that if you stop, you won't be able to get going again. So you just start going and don't stop going because that's the only way to like exist with the pain in a way where you can like imagine it ending. Yeah. Wow, that's like profound. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's it's fight or flight. And if you're if you're flying, you gotta ride that wave and yeah, keep on flying fly. to the end. <laughs> yeah. Don't stop. It's like when you're driving and you're like, I'm not gonna stop to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Just get to the end. Because if I, if I slow down, I'm going to pee before I can get to the toilet. <laughs> Is it like that? It's exactly like that. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had our down times. There were, we mm-hmm. came across a house that was one of the most horrific looking houses I've ever seen. Very Blair Witch. Okay. Like Spanish. Like middle of nowhere? Como se dice Blair Witch in Spanish. Truly nowhere. Couldn't ever find it again. Untraceable. Yeah. yeah. And Ashley was trying to convince us to let her live there (laughs) (laughs) let me live i'll be the woman of the woods yeah honestly i was like what else do i have to do right now probably nothing i could just live here yeah it's you know it's funny for a little bit and then she keeps asking and i think i think she might be a little serious yeah and if there's a witch that already lives in there maybe she'll just kill you and that's fine too or i'll kill her and i'll take her powers and i'll be an even better witch yeah that's how the witch powers transfer. Like you kill the witch you become the better witch until someone kills you i think you absorb witches powers when you kill them I believe in that. I mean, the power has to go somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Aaron, you're the horror expert. How do witch powers work? It just keeps on going. It's a cycle. Okay. There are also, uh, every little town, there would be some old, just pretty much dead Spanish man that actually would be like, that's my husband. Like, I could live in that house with this guy. (laughs) Do you remember the one at the end, and they all, (laughs) all, this is like delirious, end of the trip, everything hurts. (laughs) They all sounded like, Zabulba from episode one of <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like a the pod razor. Yeah. Are you here for the boy? They all sounded like that, that and we were good. all laughing a lot. And, Unreal. And you were just like, Marry me. I'm with you now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, basically any option that had me stopped where I was <laughs> and never walking again was the one I wanted to take. Yeah. And was that. was BT just like fine? He was kind of fine. He was kind of fine. He's done it before. He's, I don't know. He likes it. He's right. He's there he's right there now. He's there right now. He's, yeah, he's there doing again, it again. Alone. This is his third trip in a year. Does it kind of hurt your feelings that he did it alone and then with you guys and then immediately was like, I need to do this alone again? No, I think he like really misses us. I think his experience sucks without our hilarious additions. Yeah. 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 hundred uh, percent. When people ask, how was the Camino? Did, did you have the best time? What do you say? How do you answer that? Um... Yeah, I mean, I usually say yeah, but I have like a propensity to enjoy difficult things or like I am more happy that I do difficult things than when I don't do difficult things. So in hindsight, I was like, yeah, I'm glad I went. It was great. It was a lot. It hurt. Like my feet upon leaving, I was like, my feet might never look the same again. Like, you had to buy new shoes there, right? I had to buy new shoes on the trail because the hiking boots that I had taken were destroying my feet. I had 360 degrees of blisters. And then those blisters were like 
That sounds like the name of your memoir, 360 <laughs> Degrees of Blisters. I mean, I am not kidding when I'm telling you it took like the top four layers of skin off my feet. So then it was like, at best, I've just got like four layers deep raw skin in a shoe that I'm like walking on with rubby socks for like 15 miles every day. So it was pretty painful. Um, and, and I really didn't know if getting new shoes would help at all or if it was just like same stuff, different shoe, but it did help. Yeah. And when at, at the worst, <laughs> Cow Hill Day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you were ahead, you reached, you walked as far as you could in those boots, and you're like, I have to go in sandals, which is not what you want to do, but you had to. Finally stopped, sat down to take the boots <laughs> off, sat in a like thorn bush. Gosh. So thorn, the thorniest bush. Her feet bush. are dying. She walked as far as she could. She sits down and then screams so loud. <laughs> horses scatter it was very funny shepherds are furious what's crazy is that this was a trail that was along the ocean in this like very bizarre topography i've never seen before where it was like there were like cliffs that like pushed up against the water but then you could tell like i don't know geologically or whatever they had like stopped short so they were almost like the cliffs almost looked like waves you know, yeah, yeah. like they went straight up and then dropped straight off. And so there were like, there was much less elevation we could have been climbing, but the trail took us along the edge of every <laughs> single one of those cliffs. Because it wanted you to have the view. I mean, it's literally just like human roller coaster, like straight up, straight down, straight up, straight down. It was gorgeous. There was like beautiful wildflowers, like wild horses right by the ocean. And I was like the most upset to be alive that i've ever been in my entire life yeah what would happen if you just quit and you said i'm just gonna sleep here would somebody stop and say what are you doing would they call someone like what do you what is even the alternative to finishing the day the most embarrassing part of the camino is that you're like literally out here fighting for your life and there's like there is like a taxi six minutes away that you could call yeah like you (laughs) are such an easy solution to getting easy solutions there are people like having lunch within earshot and like <laughs> laughing and like swimming. Oh, and especially that day, we we are dying. We look like escaped POWs, <laughs> just <laughs> haggard. And then there's some sixty year old hot Spanish man in tiny little booty shorts running uh-huh. up the trail beside you. So it's just, just like, like if you were at like Piedmont Park in Atlanta, and then so yes. you're just like, oh, there's another homeless person. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Like, no, yeah. that's someone from Spain here doing a thing, <laughs> and they're just they're hauling. And they just go, hola. And you're like, ah, ah, oh. <laughs> it's the worst, worst day of my life. It hurts so much. Yeah. I mean, we definitely at any point could have just been like, I'm over it. I'm hopping in a cab. Does that make it easier or harder? Because I feel like that almost makes it harder because you could, you can quit. Like not having an option almost would make it easier, I feel like. Yep. I think it was harder. It was harder because I felt stupider. Because <laughs> you're like, why? We're right here. That's true. Doing? Yeah. Like, why? Why am I doing this to myself? And also, like, why can I not just walk? Like, nobody's asking me to do anything, like, monumental here. It's just, can you just walk to yeah. the next town? And I'm, and There's like, no time frame. No. It's like you're just sleeping in this next town. You have all day. Yeah, it's not like an Ironman where you must finish by this time to qualify. Right. It's just... Absolutely not. It's psychological torture because you're doing something completely optional that's not that hard. And there's a million outs. And yet, for some reason, you're like, I'm... I'm in the worst. I flew here to do this. Life. I'm gonna put myself through this. Another, another valley moment for mm. Ashley. I remember you saying something like, "I realized 
to do a pilgrimage, you gotta want what's on the at the end. Yeah, she's like, I don't want that. <laughs> Santiago, not that yeah, great. She's like, I don't gone care. Why am I doing anywhere. this? Yeah, that was a funny like day five <laughs> revelation. Well, BT was like, uh, I was like, why would anybody do a pilgrimage? Like, I get why people hike. I like hiking, yeah. but once the hiking part wore off, I was like, why would anyone just pilgrimage? And he was like, well, you have to suffer for your salvation. And I was like, okay, I already suffer enough without doing this. And I don't think salvation is real. So this is a bad trip for me. So why did I do this again? Yeah, no, like I didn't, I don't think I read the notes on this one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When people ask me, they're like, do you have so much fun? I go, no. (laughs) But it was an adventure. And when do you get to go on adventures? Yeah, it's very memorable. I'm glad I did it. I'd probably do it again differently with a lot of applied learnings. Yeah. Almost every adventure now you have to like manufacture for yourself because life is so convenient. Like to have an adventure, you got to like seek it 100%. out. It used to be that was just every part of everybody's life. Every day was an adventure. Got to go hope we find food today. Right. That's yeah. so true. We got to ride a horse somewhere today. <laughs> yeah. And even like, you know, going to Colorado and like hanging out for a couple of days, but staying in like nice places, you can have a hike, but it's not an adventure. Yeah. I do think if you live long enough with undiagnosed ADHD, every day is an adventure. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to put the, that out there. That's the modern day pilgrimage you have to make every day is just to focus. Yeah. Like I don't focus. I miss my exit. I yeah. drive for 45 <laughs> minutes while talking on the phone to somebody to a town I didn't know I was driving to. That's an adventure. That's someone, something someone on the Oregon Trail could never understand. They could never. They don't get me. And yeah. that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think as a, as a single person that's never been married or lived with a partner, it's the most I've ever, most time, continuous time I've ever spent with someone, much less two people. Yeah, it's intimacy, right? Very. And I feel like we we came out of it closer and liking each other more somehow, which is I, good. That yeah. was my favorite part. <laughs> the bonding. <laughs> the uh, just spending all my time with other people up my butt. That's I live that way. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I have two kids. Yeah, that makes sense. Going through trauma together is like the fastest way to build camaraderie, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. big yeah. true. Yeah. I, I smelled every smell Ashley can make. Come yeah. on. It you wasn't that many. <laughs> you guys aren't walking like that close to each other either, right? The very funniest part for me was that I knew I was going to start my period the first day we started walking. And so I got like a cup, like a silicone cup instead of like tampons or whatever. I didn't know it was a thing. Everybody, yeah. I, I had never used one before, but like everybody was like, you have to do this. Like, it's so stupid if you don't. So she's, I took one. boiling water in our first interview. <laughs> I was like, that feels painful and not right. I don't know yeah. though. I, I think Ashley might have it harder than us. <laughs> I had to boil it first to sterilize it, but... Um, my mistake was just getting it in the mail before I left and then just being like, there it is and packing it in my bag. And then when I got there, I'm in this Spanish Airbnb and I'm like, I'm going to learn how to do this for the first time in this Airbnb with these two men. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the, the commentary that I was having with myself in the bathroom while like they were not in the bathroom listening to me, they were like, Oh, good luck. Everything. Okay. In there. Good luck with, with the journey that you're on. Yeah. There, there's a lot of things I'm willing to help with. I, think in, soli- I think in solidarity, y'all should have also worn cups. Yeah. Yeah. Just so that you were having the same experience. Ally fail big where, time. Yeah. Where'd the cup go? Yeah, I don't know. Well, actually, I, 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 I wore cups something. playing baseball all through high school. That's yeah. a different kind of cup. That's right. well, external. There's only so much we can do to make this the same. <laughs> yeah, we can't go internal. <laughs> I, it wasn't my suggestion. Aaron, right. you should have surgery to prepare to be... <laughs> You could go internal, but we're not ready for that conversation. No, no. Family, oh, family okay. friendly, depending on the family. <laughs> uh, 
Well, our listeners have heard a lot about the Camino, so at this point, yeah, they either know if on. they're interested or not. But we did; yeah. we could not not talk with you about it because we've heard all the other perspectives. That's true. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I doubt we're the best billboard for it. Well, it <laughs> says a lot that VT is doing his third one, and you guys focused on the bad stuff. But would you ever do it again? Yeah, I mean, I didn't do any research, like. I probably should have. And so I came, I actually think I would have been okay had I like thought about it harder before I went. Um, I would do it again with like a couple different pieces of equipment. And I actually think I'd be fine. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be that bad, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I desperately need ankle surgery. I know <laughs> I have for the last couple of years. So after that, a different route. Yeah. There's, there's a couple small changes I'd make, but yeah, I, I think I'd love to with a couple you know, new people and new ankle, new, new ankle, ankle, new people, yeah. yeah, new cankles, new pals. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm trying to. No, no, no. It's fine. Just I mean? same farts. Yeah, I mean, you guys already know everything there is to know about each other. You got to mix it That's up. That's true. Gosh, some of those conversations. I know y'all talked about circumcision for like three hours one day. Oh, I yeah. didn't. What's the verdict? <laughs> it was like the only thing BT and I both agreed. That's on. That's true. Because <laughs> it was uh, night one was aliens and reincarnation, and they were going so hard, and I'm just like Please five gin and tonics in, being like, "What am I? What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> I was not the person who believed in aliens, so don't put that on me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that was the Camino. Well, we'll have a separate episode about that. <laughs> yep. Circumcision episode. Um, and then the next phase of the Ashley experience we want to get into. We experienced it last night. We did. We, yeah. we got a, a, a cool aspect of the press shop, which is Ashley's store in Summerhill, Atlanta. Um, if you know Atlanta at all, that's the neighborhood where the old uh, Turner Field is. Now the Georgia Georgia State Football Stadium. Yep. Uh, is there a name for it other than that? It's um, Center Park Stadium now. Center, Center Park. 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 Okay. Well, Summer Hill's awesome. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of cool restaurants, shops. Ashley takes the cake, though. The press shop rocks. It's so cool. I had not been to that area since they developed it and built all that out. And we were pulling in. And I was like, oh, it's over by Turner Field. Like, what is even over here? And mm-hmm. we pulled on that street. And I was like, oh, my gosh. There's families walking around. There's people at dinner. It's like the, it's a vibrant part of town now. Yeah. It's... um. There's a lot of development planned for that part of the city. Um, it's really close to downtown. It's very much where like the epicenter of like the 96 Olympics was happening and has been kind of like, I don't know, it wasn't needed for that anymore except for Braves games for a long time. And then when the Braves left, it was really just kind of like a blank slate for them to come in and start developing it differently. So there's a bunch of obviously like apartments and stuff going up in there. Um, Publix is coming next year. So that'll be like huge for the people who have gone ahead and like taken like on good faith. They've like bought pretty nice houses down there. Um, Y'all are going to build us a grocery store soon. Right. right? (laughs) There's a lot of new families in the area and they are kind of driving for groceries. I mean, not that far, but um, the Publix will be great. And then, um, yeah, they did a really good job developing Georgia Avenue into kind of this like small like locally owned and operated corridor of like food salons. Um, I'm the only retail right now. There's a yoga studio down there um, and hopefully a couple more bars. There's some bars in the works. So they're not open yet, but that would really round it out. Yeah, sure. Because we were there last night for a wine <coughs> tasting, which is mm-hmm. great. We'll talk about that. Wine's mm-hmm. a big part of the press shop. But then afterwards we had to leave. Like just because there's nothing open past 10 there. Yeah. Right. yeah. Not yet. Um yeah. Yeah, there's like Little Bear down there, but that's like a nice 
mm-hmm. and small restaurants. So they have a great cocktail like bar program, but their bar is pretty small. Um, and like Woods Chapel has like a full bar and great cocktails, but they close. I don't know. It all kind of shuts down a little bit earlier. So waiting for a little more nightlife. Yeah. So how do you describe your store when people are like, what kind of store is it? Because it's such, it's, I think it's just a really good representation of you. From what you told me last night, it's just the stuff you like. But yeah. like, how do you tell a stranger what it is? Um, I mean, I hate to gender things. I mean, yeah, I probably shouldn't even. But mostly women come in and they like get it immediately. They're like, oh, this is all the stuff that I wanted and it's all here. Um, men come in often and are like, what is happening inside here? Like what? Make it make sense. Um, Put it in a box. I can understand. They keep turning (laughs) corners and they're like, what? Why is all of this in here? Um, (laughs) Why do you have candles and books? And yeah, like dogs, they get a baby clothes. Huh? Yeah. But (laughs) when the baby clothes and the wine are across from each other, like you're standing in the middle and you've got wine on your right and baby clothes on your left, the men's brains just explode. Are you trying to get infants drunk? What's going on? (laughs) So drunk that I'll have a baby and then I'll come back is what's the, um, what's the angle in that situation? I usually watch it happen for a long time because that's my entertainment. And then, um, when they really can't handle it anymore, I say it's a gift shop. There you go. You just say that and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> they're usually really upset. They're like, what does that mean? Yeah, like, yeah anything that you would need what? to get a gift for. We've probably got it. Weddings, baby showers, birthdays. I'm sorry. Congratulations. Yeah, something's going to be a gift in here. Yeah. Well, that's what Anna and I said last night. We were like, next time we need a gift for anything, we will come here. Oh, yeah. Because buying gifts is, you almost never know what you want to get somebody unless it's really specific. But if you go to a store like yours, it's like, I know we'll find something awesome that we wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. Um, Gifts have always been... It's weird to say gifts are important to me because they... It's not like the stuff is important to me, but gift giving has always been something that I feel very, like, sensitive to. And I realized this as I got older, that when people gave me gifts that I didn't feel like... Felt like they knew me, I'd be like, are you mad at me? Like, why would you get me this generic journal thing it's not you gave me a gift but for some reason I feel like you're upset with me um false all happening inside my head but that was what cued me into realizing like oh I think gifts are like a thing for me um and my favorite thing is when you can give somebody a gift that's like maybe not a ton of stuff or like not expensive or kind of unremarkable but that person feels really touched by whatever it is um so we have a lot of stuff like that um, and at the very least, if you walk in completely blind and you're like, I don't even care about this person. It's just like obligatory that I give them a gift. Um, I feel good that the things that people are going to pick up and walk out with are made by local people who are bringing like a lot of the product in the stores, like walked into the store by people who live close or in the neighborhood. Um, the wine that we sell is made by like small producers, like you know, family winemakers, growers and winemakers, um, a lot of female winemakers, a lot of vineyards that are focusing on like biodynamic practices, like things that are good for the environment, fair labor practices. Um, our book collection is like amazing and really well curated by our staff. And so there's a lot of like messaging in the book section where you could pick up a book and read about like a whole diversity of topics. I feel like that's 
really exciting that people could just be curious about something and pick up the book in the store. Um, we've got like every book about like every world religion. Um, kids books, you know, I love that kids come in like after school and they just help themselves. They like walk in and walk up to the kids book section and just like plop down and start reading a book while their parents are like looking at wine or something. It's my absolute favorite thing. Um, and then my background is in custom letter press stationary and I still have my two letter presses in the front of the store. So we run like a full custom stationary business kind of in the back, you know, theoretically like on our laptops, but, um, we always have like people's wedding invitations running or personal stationery or business cards. And so even that is a way that we're kind of meeting a need for something that could be like really cheaply mass produced, but we're like very high touch kind of helping people get all different kinds of things that they might need. So that's yeah. a blast. And also a bunch of plants. Well, we're kind of selling through the plants. Nobody nobody had the emotional capacity to handle taking care of the plants. So the plants are like, <laughs> we're selling them until they're all gone. Okay, never mind. Don't Sorry. come to the store no, looking for there's plants. There's no plants. Don't come for plants. No. The there, plants look there might be horrible. A few. There are a few that look like half dead. And when people are like, oh, you guys have plants. I'm like, do we though? Like, like do we? <laughs> take them what? off our hands, please. We'll give you a deal. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants a deal on some plants they stop by soon yeah i think they're about to go the deal is about to be root through the dumpster behind the store (laughs) that's a pretty good deal it's a pretty good deal if you're willing to put in the work yeah uh yeah our friend alex got there last night and she was in love with it immediately and she was like i didn't know i had a dream until i walked in here this is my dream yeah i was like (laughs) i didn't know what i wanted until i saw it yeah this is the perfect store for me yeah i um I tend to like think really hard all the time about everything. And so press shop is absolutely the place where it's just been constructive for me to think really hard. Um, instead of what a therapist might call ruminating. Um, I just think really hard about the store. And so we make a lot of really intentional decisions about what kinds of products we carry, why we're carrying them, what we're not going to carry. Um, I think really hard about who works there. I think about, I think really hard about all the different types of people who would shop there we think really hard about our vendors, about how our vendors make the things that they're giving us. I just we just think real hard. What's your shoplifting policy? That it happens. Does it? Yeah. Have you caught anybody? No, not openly, but I worked in retail for like years. You're not going to keep people from stealing stuff from you. Is it if ha- is it happen all the time? People just come steal stuff? It's like never who you would think either. Just people who are like bored or Wait, need who, to go who to do therapy. You think? Yeah, who do you think would do it? Everyone describe who you think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. For real though, the stereotype is that it might be like kids. You know, sure, like yeah, kids are going to come yeah. in and like if we get a big group of kids in the store, it would be easy for me to be like, oh, they're going to shoplift. Um, I don't think that's ever happened. Um, we stealing, did, a, stealing a succulent. <laughs> okay, we did catch one person Ooh, in the store. Oh, this is what I wanted. Okay. <laughs> on tape. They did not steal from the store. It was worse. Um, One of our employees was pouring wine for a free pour on Saturday, and she had her phone next to her on the table while she was pouring wine. And um, this regular run-of-the-mill mom with a two-year-old walked through the store, did a lap, saw the phone when she walked back into the store, um, then on her way to walk out of the store, just picked it up and put it in her pocket. And I watched it all on camera and it like wasn't like a mistake. Like, oh, is this my phone? Looking at it like, oh, I left my phone here. It was calculated. Absolutely. Walked in, spied the phone, did a lap, then like 
picked up the phone, walked out and was like, come on, let's leave to like her family. But did you watch this live happen or you saw it after the fact? Saw it on the security footage. After she was like, where's my phone? Yeah, like two minutes later, Morgan was like, my phone's not here anymore. And we watched the security footage and I was like, wow. So what can you do? Do you call someone? Do you just say, well, she comes back, we'll confront her? Like, Well, Summerhill is like a pretty... People tend to stay in Summerhill when they're in Summerhill because there's not a lot to do immediately outward. Like you no came way. from the neighborhood. So I the went... shoplifted and just went next door? Yeah, I went out to like where people were sitting, um, eating from the restaurants. And I like saw her whole group and I saw what? her. And um, yeah, I was just like, hey, I think maybe you accidentally picked up a phone in the store. It's actually one of our employees. And she was like, oh, did I? No way. Uh, she blamed her kid. She was she like, oh my did? God, I think my son grabbed it. I was like, oh well, my God. Your son's like a foot shorter than the table, but that's fine. And we have video evidence to I the didn't contrary. say any okay, of that. Okay. I didn't say any of that. I was like, okay. Good for you. Nuts. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a very confrontational person, but I feel like that's the kind of thing that would make me right yell at somebody in front of their kids. Oh, I didn't feel like yelling at all. Honestly, I didn't care that she had done it. I cared that it was like someone's phone because when somebody steals your phone, they like steal all your pictures and all your contacts. And like, it's yeah. such a like, it's such a big loss on like a social standpoint to like mm-hmm. lose your phone and have to start over that I was like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. Yeah. 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 It's like an appendage. It's like, he's like so vital to your day to day functioning that it, yeah. when somebody takes it, it's like, I don't know. Like, I just can't imagine the mindset of somebody doing that and then just saying, Oh, I guess my kid did it. I mean, that's what I'm saying though. Like it's people who've got so much other stuff going on in their brains and their lives or whatever. Like I can't even be mad. Cause I'm just like, I don't, obviously you have some things to think about and that's yours to think about and not mine. I would just like to not think about your problems. Yeah. That's a plus about having a kid, I guess. If something to blame your th- Yeah. On. It's like when I, when I peed on your rug and I, I was like, Ozzy did it. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, I totally, that, that be- I totally believed you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I you punished know? him pretty hard for that too. Well, <laughs> he could have uh, done it too. He's never looked at me the same. Yeah. Uh, and what do you do with a phone after you steal it? Do you, do you take it to a pawn shop? I don't think she wanted the phone for anything. I think it's just like to feel alive. You know, you yeah, like pick something up. Like, those stuff. You just have those impulses. And yeah. Like, oh. Something to like feel in control of something. I don't know. I didn't ask. This uh, this is very dark, but it just reminds me of when my mom got robbed at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Private pharmacy. Um, people knew what to say. Some kind of inside job. I don't know. But like she opened the door for him. Yeah. Guy like held her. You know, uh, like from behind the gun. She was working at the pharmacy? She was. She was the only one working there. Yeah. Whoa. But then they took her phone, so she couldn't call. And that was the only thing she was sad at. I remember that, like, talking to her that day. And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. But they, like, took my phone. I asked them not to because I have all the pictures of the girls. Right. My nieces. Yeah. And that's what she was sad at. And they found it. They just threw it in the bushes. Right. They didn't want the phone. They yeah, wanted, yeah. They wanted but the sweet, that, sweet that is pills. after that, like, incredibly <laughs> traumatic experience. That's what she was sad about. The yeah. phone. Man. Nuts. Um, okay, what is the press shop origin story? I know, like, you did so many things beforehand. Letterpress worked in some you know, wedding situations, graphic design. <laughs> yeah. How did it turn into a retail store? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think what's really funny is the way that I work, and I feel like everybody around me who's known me for this long knows this about me, and yet I cannot learn it about myself. But when the pandemic hit and we were sitting at home for like a couple months. Um, I just remember like sitting with myself and being like, you know, you saw all those like tweets or whatever, like, oh, when Shakespeare had to go into quarantine, he like wrote his 
most masterful play or something. I don't even remember. Um, but it was like all these uplifting stories of people who like created something amazing out of having to be like quarantined. I remember spending like two or three months literally sitting at home being like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to accomplish anything. I'm going to like sit at home and maybe grow a couple tomatoes, probably make a bunch of cookies, but like, this is going to be a wasted season of my life. Because and also, I, also two young kids. It isn't like you're just sitting there. Sure. But like a psychological exploration in the person who's just like, dang it, I have this like watershed moment in my life that I could turn into something really huge. And I'm already disappointed in myself for knowing that I probably won't. That's insane. Anyway, I like blacked out, woke up in the middle of 2021 and had a store. So <laughs> your masterpiece. I know. <laughs> it's so funny because I stand in the store and I'm like, yeah, I did this because of COVID. And yet I started COVID being like, you lazy sack, you are not going to accomplish anything with this downtime. It just wasn't true. Um, yeah, it's a spite store. Like in uh, Curb Enthusiasm. You are not the first person to tell yeah. me but about this, the spite story. It was a spite of yourself. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But also what really happened is that it is in spite of my old landlord because I had a store. <laughs> <laughs> it is a spite store. I had a store, um, this store in Inman Park, but it was really like an a by, by appointment only letterpress studio. Okay. Um, I had been there for six years. I had my letterpresses in there. Letter presses are like really hard to move. They're quite heavy. They're very fragile. So once I parked them in that space, like in 2014, I was like, I'm not going anywhere. So I had the space around me started to, to develop and there was like a restaurant there and a coffee shop there. And there was like more foot traffic coming along. And I was like, you know what, if I'm going to sit here in this space every day and like click along on my computer doing admin work to like set up my letterpress stuff. Um, I might as well just also carry some other stuff and let people in and then that'll just be more social and I've got a great situation for it. And honestly, when I had rented the space in 2014, I had intended to do that. Um, and I made sure that I had like shop front windows and like a lot of light coming in space and you could see everything. Um, but the process to get to build out for the space around me was so long that I like went on quite a journey even inside that lease to be like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then it was like taking forever th for things to come together. And I was like, never mind, maybe it's a sign. I don't need to do this. And then I actually quit my job and I sold every single thing out of the space except for my letter presses because um, they were hard to move. And because I didn't want to deal with that, I didn't give up my lease. I just kept paying the lease. And it was like the most expensive storage space in Atlanta. <laughs> um, in that time, I let... My friend Meredith, who's a painter, used the space as her like paint studio for a while. I let BT, um, who walked the Camino with us, use it to record his podcast, Catlick. And even when I moved back into the space after I decided like, no, I need to work. I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm going to go back to work and I'm going to go back to my space and refill it with stuff and just start over. Um, BT kept renting it for a while, even during that. And then it became clear at a certain point. He was like, I think you need me to leave. Like, I think this, <laughs> I think I'm taking up space in something you're trying to work on. And I was like, yeah, I think maybe so. So, um, kind of started building up that idea where I was like, I will do letterpress here. I'm coming back to work and I'm going to do retail. And the development at the site had finally finished and there was finally foot traffic and I went to open it and then we hit the pandemic. Yeah. So like right when I geared up to do all of that, um, I think my opening day was like March 23rd. 
and everything Jeez. shut down Gosh. on March 13th. Yep. That's also the grand opening of COVID. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. COVID's grand opening. Debut. Um, I actually got stranded in Florida. I was going to take like one trip down to Florida for like a little vacation, then come back and open. And I got stuck in Florida for like a month and a half because of COVID. So came back and just like kind of like in a zombie like state was just like, I don't know how can I do this in any capacity? So I was open like two days a week starting in July and I'd be like Saturday, Sunday, I'm open. If there are people at the coffee shop, if they want to come in and buy something great, but it was really a good way for me to just like apply my brain to something and get out of the house. Um, and we kept like all the doors and windows open. Um, and I got like an air purifier and we all wore masks and there was tons of hand sanitizer everywhere, but then I would get tested like every Wednesday to make sure I didn't catch COVID that weekend and then open again the next weekend. Um, and I really liked it. And then at the end of the year, my landlord told me with like exactly 60 days before my lease ended that my lease was ending and he was not willing to renew it. Um, (laughs) so I was pretty frustrated by that. Um, his ploy was to try to move me to a bigger space in the building that he had gotten developed out and Mm. couldn't get rented. He knew he could rent my smaller space pretty easily because small space is hard to come by. And he was trying to force me into a bigger space and out of spite, I went, I had gone down to Summer Hill to eat at Little Bear, like out on the patio and the space that I'm in now was being built and there was a big sign and it was like, now leasing, call this number. And I took a picture of it when we were having dinner that night. So this is like five months later, he's like kicking me out of my space, trying to push me into this other more expensive space. And out of spite, I called the number from the phone that I had the picture on my camera roll, um, sat like in the space when it was finished at that point it had been finished and I went and sat in it like maybe the week before Thanksgiving of 2020 just like took a picture of like this white box space and was like I think I'm gonna do this yeah like why not we're all gonna die anyway (laughs) I remember the like friend survey you sent out a little bit I don't tell me but you were like that space the bigger space Mm -hmm. that wherever that was on Memorial the um, one that would have been caving into the landlord's ridiculous demands. Yeah, that mm-hmm. or Summer Hill. I just remember you sending out the text yeah. being like, "Would you? Which one would you rather go to? Like that, and mm-hmm. you're kind of weighing those options." Yeah, yeah. It was um, completely out of spite that I rented my space in Summer Hill. So. I love it. And since then, that landlord got COVID, died. No. Uh, I just want some closure to the story. Absolutely how's, not. How's he doing? We're gonna have him on soon for the other side of the story. <laughs> yeah, we want to hear all the sides. I feel We're like- gonna have the lady that stole the phone. Hear what was going on in her the life. The two-year-old. To gonna, anybody listening to this we're who's have the like, owner of that house in Spain that you guys said was like the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> if anybody's listening to this, they're like, wow, what an inspiring story. I'm going to go do something risky. The person who has been plagued by problems since making that decision is me. Yeah. I am the person who has been plagued since then. Um, it's been really, really, really hard. And, you know, you definitely can't start something like that or be a small business owner or start something from scratch or like hire 10 people or run a small business without putting like everything you possibly have into it. Like I'm exhausted, but, um, even though I'm exhausted, I go to work every day and I just really like it. And I feel really good about giving people jobs I feel really good about the kind of community space that it is and that people like all different kinds of people feel comfortable there. There was a little girl who came into the store yesterday and she was probably like four. She came into the store and her mom was like, isn't this store pretty? And she was like, yeah, that's so cozy. And she took her shirt off 
(laughs) (laughs) Which she's for. It was fine. We laughed. But I was like, uh, apparently it was so cozy that she was like, I'm allowed to take my shirt off here. at home. Yeah. Yeah. It's very (laughs) homey. I'm so safe here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aaron told me he was thinking about doing that last night at the wine tasting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I stopped him. Yeah. But I think we felt the same way. That little girl felt. I was about one sip of Riesling away. Yeah. (laughs) From disrobing. But here's the testament to Press Shop is that you know what Riesling is right now. Uh, that's true. You yeah, you learned something. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Tim Willard and the the wine Zoom class I did through COVID did that. But isn't it also a type of rum or something? Rieslings? No. Goslings. Goslings. That's what I'm thinking. Ginger of. beer. Maybe. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what? Okay. What are? I I know some of these. I think. But what are the highs and lows of retail? Like, what are you loving about it? What do you hate about it? Um, I know. I know you love your team so much. Yeah. And hanging out with them. Adding value to people's lives, obviously. <laughs> yeah, this is a crazy answer. The high is definitely like control. Like you get, I have control over that space. Yeah. That sounds horrible, but I think when you think really hard, like I was saying, I spent all my time thinking really hard. I'm able to challenge all of, like channel all of my thoughts into having control over what the space is like. Um, and I think that's a really good thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of people run businesses the way that they think that they have to because of like margins and capitalism and the way that everybody else does it and like, quote unquote, what people want. Um, but I've really learned at Press Shop that like thoughtfulness matters and people want to make good decisions. People want to generally be supportive. People want um, to feel like they've helped somebody in some way whether they're helping the person they're giving the gift to or helping the person who made the gift like you know I try to go less by like what I think people are going to want to buy and more like what I think people should be buying and the way that we should be exchanging money with each other so it's been kind of working against the grain of like conventional wisdom but it's a pretty big experiment and I think we're okay like I, I think we're okay yeah that's a blast. Yeah. How is it hiring people? Because we got to meet some of your employees last night and they mm-hmm. were awesome and they seemed like they were just, you would be friends with them outside of like, no matter what. Is it because you're spending so much time there, do you feel like you need to hire people that like you want to ha- spend a lot of time with or how, what has that been like? Um, It's interesting because I tell everybody that like, hopefully we are friends through working together, but we're not working together to be friends. I feel like it's really important for me to avoid an environment like a workplace environment where everybody feels obligated to do something because they're friends or we, this team is a family. Like the team is not a family. Um, (laughs) It's work. Um, I try to have really good boundaries. If somebody is like, Hey, I can't pick up that shift. It's like, absolutely. You can't pick up that shift. Like whatever some, like we will figure it out, but it's not going to be by feeling bad that we couldn't like do our friends a favor. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely try to approach it that way. I've hired people because they were uniquely very good at the thing that I needed them to be good at. Um, and that means that we have some things in common and in a lot of situations, we don't have a lot of things in common. Um, the thing that we have in common is that like I trust them and I'm really proud of them for being good at what they do. And, you know, and we ended up being friends. Like we're all pretty, pretty good with each other. So works. Love it. Yeah. yeah. I want to hire some people. <laughs> you probably need to. 
Yeah, I actually probably do need to. Yeah, <laughs> you need an assistant. or I something. I need one person. He's over there with his like spreadsheets up and dates and yeah, deposits. I most of my day, I am serving as a travel agent for myself mm-hmm. for several hours a day, and I'm like, I should have someone else do this. Yeah, but I also get that your actual work is at night, like doing a set. So you're like, I technically have all day to figure. Yeah, this but out. I, could, I could write a lot more jokes. That's true. That is very true. More time to be creative. Yeah, all my jokes are about like travelocity is a scam, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to give you a low of owning a retail business? Yeah, I mean, I know there's a ton of pain points, but like, what are you know people walk into the press shop and they're like, this is awesome, or this is my dream, I want to do this. Obviously, they don't see all the the garbage that yeah, goes pe- into it, the pe- tough stuff. People trying to return their dead succulents. Yeah, S and P's stealing phones. Uh, <laughs> People bringing guns into the store. Yeah, yeah somebody did bring happened. a gun into the store. Nice yeah. desk pop. That sucked. Yeah, what um, are those things like you look back like that part is hard. I really don't like that part. Honestly. You guys should sell guns. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when sorry, people sorry. walk into the store and they're like, this is amazing. I've always wanted to do something like this. The very first thing I think is like, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. It's just really freaking expensive. It's however expensive you think it is times eight. Um, and you have to be really bold with money to set up something the way you want to set it up. And then if you can't find that money, then you have to set up something the way you don't want it. And I think that I've seen that like crystal clear since opening a store, I go to restaurants or other stores or things. And I'm like, this person had enough money and security, honestly, um, to open this exactly the way that they wanted. And now they are very scared. It won't make money. Or this person opened it up, opened this up with the amount of money that they had available and it's not everything they want it to be. And now they're going to spend every day working on something that's kind of halfway what they want it to be Mm -hmm. to try and make enough money to get it closer to what they want to be. And you're always working from behind. So I really appreciate that I didn't have to work from behind. I opened the store exactly the way that I wanted to, but it cost a lot of money. And paying people the way I want to pay them costs a lot of money and paying our vendors the way I want to pay them costs a lot of money. And everybody is always asking me for more money, which I can't even blame them for because everything is so expensive and people got to like live. But it feels like there is just never enough money. Um, And I had like, I felt free to be pretty freaking bold and risky with that. And I do think that that's a unique situation and like a lot of people for a myriad of reasons are not going to be able to be that risky. So yeah, I think it's pretty hard from a financial standpoint. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. Yep. Yeah. I'm not going to open a store. <laughs> you talked me out of it. It's you will never, you will never get rich like that. Right. <laughs> like I actually pay myself $0 to work at the store because my goal is to like, get a bunch of other people working there comfortably making living wages. And like, I'm set, I have a job that works for me. Um, and then once they can do that without me, then I'll spend my day doing something else. Like I'll own it, but I won't be there all the time. Um, but yeah, I work there for free so that everybody else can like make the money that they need to make. But you know, the goal is to make enough money without me having to work there for free. So yeah, that makes sense. I I think, the three of us are very lucky in the sense that our jobs are just complete reflections of our personalities yeah. and sure. our fingerprints are all over it. <laughs> yep. Like my St. Andre is my sense of humor mm-hmm. on the internet. Your store is just a mirror of you 
And you're I'm just, homeschooled. I'm, I'm whatever people, I, whatever I perceive people want me to be. Is that the same thing? <laughs> you're just kind of pathetic vibes are yeah, on yeah. stage. You so put it on stage every night. Authentically pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make you happy? What? <laughs> which, which part? Semi-accurately predicting what other people would like you to be. No, I'm mostly kidding, but I do feel like that is something I have to be conscious of sometimes of being like, Oh, I'm just doing excess of what everybody thinks I should do. Yeah, that makes sense. But I think uh, when I quit my finance job to do this, that was a pretty big step. <laughs> pretty big step. I feel like it worked out. Yeah, we're sitting in the, the house that was paid for by jokes. Yeah. That's what I remind myself of. Wow. So, you right. need to um, get like a custom made entryway sign. This house was built by jokes. <laughs> built by jokes. Yeah, that could be good. What's the sign that's in people's houses? Like, in this house, we will... In this house, we <laughs> joke. We, we reject hate or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we serve God, laugh hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Piss good. Um, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, that's a good email sign-off, which leads into our <laughs> closing yeah. questions. Hope you're oh, not clogged up, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May your pipes be clear and your hearts be full. There you go. Um... So how can people, what is the best way for people to connect with the press shop? Social media? Yeah, we, um, we're on Instagram a lot. The Instagram is press.shop. Um, Love it. It's called press shop because I have a letter press. And if I thought too hard about a name, I would have come up with something that was like too confusing and then hated it for the rest of my life. So it, now it's easy. People are like, why is it called press shop? I'm like, there's a letter press in here and it's a shop. Press shop. Dang. Harder to name Bars. your store, harder to name kids. Um, it's kind of harder to name the store. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't name a store after one of your relatives or anything. You can and people do it all the time. I just was like, I had named a couple businesses before and had like grown to hate all the like creative names I'd come up with. And when I opened the store, you know, in Inman Park, I just called it press shop because I was like, whatever, it's a press shop. That's what I call it to my friends. I'm like, I'm going to go to the press shop. It's fine. And then when I moved to the store, I had a conversation about it too. Like, okay, is it time to change the name? And I was like, my God, I will be crippled by this step and never open the store. So let's just not, let's just call it press shop. Um, I really don't care if it makes sense. It's a decision I never have to make again. And that's what I like about it. It's a great name. It is. just. I like how it's so straightforward. At least you didn't do that with your sons. And there's like first boy. (laughs) And people will. (laughs) No, are you kidding? Human child. What is my first son's name? Elder. Elder. Weren't you guys, I was going to say, weren't you guys like the most intimate relationship ever? Like, <laughs> Elder. Yeah, that's a good yeah. name for a firstborn son. What well, is your second? real first name. Yeah, it's that's not That's why it took name. me a second. That's we a... call him Shaw. His yeah, middle oh, okay. name Shaw. But his gotcha. first name is Elder, which is first son. That's wow. fine. Wow. Shoot. Keep it simple. Yeah. Love it. Well, the press shop is great too because even if people don't understand the name and they're not going there to use the press yeah you walk in and there's a big old press yeah right when you walk in like, oh that's why it's called that so and most of the fun. time on the weekdays mims is like printing stuff on the letterpress weekends she's off but like yeah if you come in on the weekdays there is a letterpress in use which i think is great because it's people can't even imagine how it works so yeah. getting to watch it work is really yeah. cool and then e-commerce. I mean, you can you can get most everything that's in the store online wherever you're at, right? Yes, you can look at the wine online, but you can't buy it online because we don't want to ship it because mm-hmm. that's illegal for me currently with the amount of licensing I've done. Um, We're not cops. So 
I just, I'm not shipping you wine because I don't know if I'm allowed just, to. Just wink, pri- wink. private message. Wink, <laughs> wink if you yeah. want to order some wine. But you can look at the wine online, which helps you window shop for when you get off work and then you can drive to the store and pick up the wine you wanted. Yeah. Um, you can buy pretty much everything else online, like all the books and all the like gifts and art and stuff. Knickknacks, buying plants. Dying plants. Yeah, whatever. I think the dying plants are off the website at this point, but um, I got to double All check. All the plants online have a little health bar that shows <laughs> yeah. how deteriorated they are. Yeah. <laughs> They're like Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. HP. Um, what, what is that website? Saying? Is it? It's pressshopatl.com. Got it. Love it's it. It's three S's in a row. P-R-E-S-S-S-H-O-P. What is your email sign off? What do you put before your name in an email? Usually nothing. I, I guessed that. Yeah. It's usually just my initials. Yeah, we've like talked, I yeah. finished my thought. In our post Camino, I think we talked about how like straightforward you are and no nonsense. I don't I, mean I like you're to like, be. You're just like, say what I need to say and I'm out. Okay. Where I'm like, I gotta make sure they like me. Like, no exclamation points in the whole email. It's 100% not on purpose. It's like, I'm thinking, um, my brain is soup. Somebody sends me an email. I respond to the email. I say the response and then I put my initials at the bottom. There you go. That's all I got. Just initials. What was the one we saw and posted on the story the other day? I think you posted it on You'll the... You'll never take me alive? Yeah. <laughs> You'll never take me alive, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. I should come up That's with one. That's a suggestion. You should. You should come up with a business one. I also don't have... Um, I don't have like my details in my email signature. You, you can save them in mm-hmm. Gmail to like yeah, automatically. Right, right, and signature. everybody else on my staff has put them in their email signature. And I'm like nothing. <laughs> the just least raw. professional looking one. You're yeah, just getting say, an email from you, the owner of the store You could do just raw. like... Thanks, exclamation point. Never have to think about it. It's just Absolutely. In there. I don't have the logo in my email signature. I don't have like our hours, my phone number. I have no, it's nothing. Just raw dog email. <laughs> Absolutely. Dang. You're getting emails from a tired woman. Yeah. Same. Just have a little fart. You're so tired. Farts coming out of your emails. What? what? I don't know. I'm trying to tie it back. These are, these um, are corpse emails. It's just corpse farting, comma, Ashley. Yes. We can close on that. Yep. Yeah. Um, Ashley, thank you so much. Initials, corpse farting. Viva la press shop. Goodbye. Never take us alive. Bye. <laughs> Bye. No worries if not.